What's going on, everybody? Attack on Titan, the series finale, November 4th. I cannot wait. And the second season of the Blood War arc of Bleach just ended. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm definitely going to check that out. And of course, Jujutsu Kaisen. And of course, the monthly reads of Boruto and Dragon Ball. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, punch them out, push on Instagram, push on underscore PATM on X. Peace, guys. Later. everybody welcome back to the punch in the mouth podcast first and foremost i would like to apologize because i know i was gone all week last week there's good reason for that my reason is is that um well first off my computer was acting funny so i called my cousin over and he looked into it and unfortunately it was my external hard drive so I lost all my old episodes and all that stuff, but we'll try and work through it. The other thing, I got really sick. <laughs> As you can hear, I'm still kind of getting over it, but we should be fine. We'll power through it. We'll get these episodes out to you guys now. Let's go into this. Luckily, I got lucky. There was no fights this weekend, MMA-wise. There was a big boxing match between Canelo and... <clears throat> was that Jamal or Jamel Charlo? I think that was Jamel Charlo. I mean, Canelo looked to form. Who's next for him? Honestly, I don't get why he's not trying to run it back with Dimitri Bivol, bro. Like, <coughs> they want to give him Benavides next. That's fine. But why don't you want to run it back with Dimitri Bivol is what I want to know. That's all I want to know. Why don't you want to run it back with Dimitri Bill? But who knows, man? We shall see what happens. Can't wait. And if he were to run it back with Dimitri Bill, he could avenge his only loss to an active boxer because, as we all know, he has two losses to Bill and Mayweather, but Mayweather no longer boxes. So that's why I use the word active boxer. That's the only fight I want to see Canelo fight. Me personally, like. This Benavidez stuff, I don't really care about. Like, I want to see him fight Bibble because the Canelo that fought Bibble that time, that wasn't Canelo at peak form. I don't know what happened to him, whether he just didn't take him seriously or I don't know what, but that's the Canelo I want to see fight. The Canelo that showed up to fight Charlo is the Canelo I want to see fight Bibble because that Canelo beats anybody and everybody. All right, now that we got that out of the way, we're going to go. Over the UFC fights from last week, Tej Gamrod defeated Rafael Faziv. I mean, tough break for Rafael Faziv. I believe he tore his ACL, so he's going to be out for quite a while. It's a free accident, right? Because he threw a kick. It caught Gamrod on the elbow. I was going to say shoulder on the elbow. And fights over. The crazy part is, like, where he threw the kick. The foot he threw the kick with, that's not the one that got hurt. It was 
like I guess the amount of torque he put on it, his other leg couldn't hold him up and it gave out. I mean, that's where you have to think, right? Like these guys are going so hard in training that they're not coming in 100%. So something has to be already messed up pre-fight. And that just happened, man. Bryce Mitchell versus Danny Gay. What can you say, bro? What can you say? That was a good, it was a good fight. My favorite part of the whole fight was when Bryce had the Bible and yelled freedom. That was awesome. Another guy to look out for is Charles Jordan. And then Brian Battles, another one to look out for. And then Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Watterson. Dude, that was, I don't know what took the refs so long to stop that fight. Like, what are you doing, bro? What are, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then Wednesday, of course, we're going to go over Dawson versus Green. But I want to look at these rankings. And we are going to go. Anihal Rodriguez is number eight. Mackenzie Dern has a fight announced. I wonder if it'll tell me right here who she's fighting. It won't, but I know she has a fight announced. I just can't remember against who right now. Let's see. I'll try to figure it out. She's going to fight Jessica Andrade on November 11th at UFC 295. That's her next fight. So, okay. Her and Marina Rodriguez are friends. So, Mackenzie's not a viable option right now. Jessica Andrade is not a viable option right now. Amanda Lemos already beat Marina Rodriguez. I believe Birna did too. Let me see. Yep. So, Amanda Lemos and Birna beat Marina Rodriguez back to back. So, like, what would be left for her, bro? Because, like I said, Mackenzie's ahead of her, Virna's ahead of her, Jessica's ahead of her, but Jessica and her are friends, so I don't think that fight would happen. And she's already booked against Mackenzie for UFC 295. And she has a win over Jan Shainan. And Carla Esparza is going to be out for a while because she either gave birth or is pregnant still. So the only thing I could see is, yeah, and that was Virna's last fight was Marina, so... I don't see any way where they run that back right now. So if anything, she might have to fight someone below her again. I mean, she beat Amanda Hebas. I could see them matching her up with Tabitha Ricci, baby shark. I don't know, man. Marina Rodriguez is in an interesting position. Unless she just waits and she gets the winner of Mackenzie Dern and... Jessica Andrade, but I don't know if she's going to want to do that if Jessica wins. Even if Mackenzie was, because she beat her, you know? And I don't know if Mackenzie would do it because if Mackenzie were to win, that would put her at the very least number six. Because I would assume since Virna has a win over Mackenzie, correct? It would put Virna higher. Oh no, Mackenzie beat Virna, so... Yeah, so if Virna were, I mean, if Mackenzie were to win, she would be number five. So then that becomes interesting because if Mackenzie were to win, I would want to see her fight Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana's wrestling versus Mackenzie's jiu-jitsu, that'd be nuts. 
But okay, let's move on. So Marina Rodriguez is in a very interesting position. She just almost committed murder and she looks like a world beater, bro. But we'll see what happens. Bryce Mitchell and Danny Gay. Let's see here. So Bryce is <coughs> Bryce is number 10. I would like to see him fight Giga Chikaze or Calvin Cater. Because I did read that Max Holloway was either going to fight Josh Emmett because Masova, Ma, Mozart Imolov will fight Arnold Allen. That just got announced today. And there's also rumors that Ilya Teporio will fight Volkanovski in January. So if I'm Bryce, I'm looking at Giga Chikaze or, or Calvin Cater. Because if Max Holloway fights Josh Emmett, who's Brian Ortega going to fight Yair Rodriguez? I guess. Yeah, that's good right there, right? Yair and Ortega. And like you do Yair and Ortega. And Max versus Emmett. Calvin versus Mitchell. Teporio versus Wolkanovski. And that gives everybody within the top 10 doing something. Because Ivanov will fight. Alan, like, that's already been announced, or, like, close to being announced. So we'll see that. We shall see that. And of course, Mateusz Gamera defeats Rafael Fazib. He just went up one. If I'm him, because, okay, because now, now he, he's sitting at number six, Mateusz Gamera is. The only guys in front of him are Mike Chandler, Neil Dariush. <laughs> Dustin Poirier, who I know he won't fight because they're friends. Justin Gaethje and Charles Oliveira. So if I'm Mateusz Gamera, I am picking a fight with Benil Dariush. Now you say, why wouldn't he pick a fight with Mike Chandler? Because Mike Chandler is going to wait for the Conor McGregor fight. Conor McGregor already said it has to be Mike next. So if he's a man of his word, Mateusz Gamera, the clear-cut winner here, is Benil Dariush. Because... I guarantee you they're going to have Justin Gaethje as the backup to Charles Oliveira versus Islam Mahasha. I guarantee it. And the only way that doesn't happen is if he, he said no. Now, there's something I want to go back to. So we're done with the fights. So Wednesday, we're going to talk about Bellator 300 and um, UFC Fight Night. Green versus, what's his name? Dawson, sorry. Dawson versus Green. But for now, there's something I want to go back to. Rumor, PFL no longer in talks to buy Bellator. Bellator likely just to go away. Now, this Todd Atkins guy, I don't know how reliable he is because his Twitter handle says, The Todd Atkins Show, host of the Todd Atkins Show, the MMA Conspiracy Hour, Atkins, Insider News, etc. So I don't know how reliable this guy is. The only thing I want to say and will say is, there's something going on within Bellator because they, whether it be they're going to merge with PFL, fighters aren't saying anything because Ariel Hawani asked Dylan Dennis straight out, like, what's going on with Bellator? He's like, dude, I'm not going to say anything. There's something going on, right? And here's what we know so far event-wise for Bellator is they're going to have an event in November. And my only problem with it ending after November is that they're going to leave us with the cliffhanger for the tournament. 
I believe once this tournament concludes, Bellator, that's going to be their final event. Like, they're just, they're not going to leave any missing pieces. Because at Bellator 301, I knew I had it. Look, so at Bellator 301, Pitbull versus Shabli takes place. And at Bellator 300, Usman Nurmagomedov will take on Brett Premises. Both of those fights are for the semifinals. Okay. Now, if Bellator 302 gets announced for April or May, I believe the main event will be the finals for that fight. Because even Bellator 301, they have the unification belt between Patchy Minx and Sergio Perez. And they have Yago Samamosa fighting Jason Jackson. So if Bellator 302 will be the final event, I guarantee you the main event will be Ryan Bader versus Linton Vassell because that was a fight we were promised for Bellator 300 and we didn't get it because Linton Vassell fell ill. And let's look look at it. Okay, hold on. And I always try to have this out by the time I'm going to start recording and something always comes up, man. Something always comes up. Okay, ready? Your heavyweight champion for Bellator, Ryan Bader. He was supposed to defend the belt right now in October. That's one champion. Vadim Nankov, I believe, just defended his belt. Johnny Ablin just defended the belt. Yagoslav Amoslav is about to defend the belt. Usman Nurmagomedov is about to defend the belt. Uh, Patricio hasn't defended the belt. Sergio's about to defend the belt. Chris is about to defend the belt. Liz is about to defend the belt. So out of one, two, three, I mean, let's not count in room. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Out of nine champions, only two of them aren't having just fought because I'm counting Johnny Emden that he just fought or have a fight scheduled. So like uh so now let's count it. One and I'm gonna I'm gonna include Johnny Evelyn in two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of these belts by the time November rolls around will have been competed for. This is what I'm telling you. I believe unfinished business would be the finals of the light heavyweight grand prix. Letting Bader oh wait, well we can't count Bader, so Whatever number I just said, take Bader off. You got to let Bader fight. And then you have Vadim and Pitbull defend the belts. And then that's it. You call it a day. Because there is something happening. That I can tell you. There is something happening within Bellator that I don't think it's going to be around much longer. Whether it be they merge with PFL, whether they... Let the contracts expire and let other companies buy out the contracts. You know? And it's sad to see go because as much as people say, oh, well, that just shows the UFC is the best. The more competition there is, the better it is for the fighters because the more money they can make. Because then they have places to go. Case in point, look at what just happened with Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge. He left WWE because of the rumors of him not being compensated what he thought he was worth allowed him to go to AEW and told him what he was feeling. And I guess he must have liked what he got in return because 
One, he's going to be a full-time wrestler, and I understand MMA and wrestling are two different things. And two, he's probably getting paid good. Whereas the WWE sees Edge as an older wrestler. Probably didn't want to invest too much money in him because he probably can't do it. (coughs) 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 Wrestle for much longer. Whereas in AEW, it's a newer company. They probably see him in mentor roles as he phases out of his in-ring career. But we shall see, man. My point in saying that is, the more places there are to work, the more money people make. So let's say Bellator goes under. You got three big dogs. Because let me tell you, as much as people don't want to admit it, one championship is a big dog. You have one championship, you have PFL, and you have UFC. People already complain about the UFC pay structure, that they don't like it. That's why I always say, if you want legacy, you go to UFC. If you want cash, you. You find work somewhere else. Because. <coughs> One championship has a formula. Look look, look what they did with Mikey Musamenchi. I believe his name is. That guy doesn't fight MMA. But he's one of the biggest stars in the world of grappling. And they put him on a world stage. I want to know why they haven't been able to secure Gordon Ryan. They probably asked him because they have had Gary Tonin, and Gary Tonin is under contract as an MMA fighter, so it's probably easier. I guess they have to ask what his fee is, and they go based off that, you know, but who knows, man? Who knows? And if they could break into the U.S. market as they're doing with Amazon Prime, and I'm telling you, they just need to get better at promoting because I know I missed a hell of a fight this past Friday. As Andrea Lee vacated the Adam Way belt. For those that don't know, um, Stamp Fairtex defeated Ham Seo He. That was originally for the interim belt. But because Andrea's sister, I believe, Victoria Lee, she was only 18 years old. Apparently, look, it goes, he died in Hawaii on December 26, 2022, at the age of 18, but her death was not revealed until her older sister, Angela, announced it via Instagram on January 7th. Although the cause of death was not initially given, Angela later wrote an article for the Players' Tribune entitled Resilience on the subject of announcing that Victoria Took her own life. The lease shut down their family owned training facility in Wahapu, Hawaii, and said it would remain permanently closed. She retired, man. It was very emotional. I saw it on Instagram. And she went to both fighters fighting for the interim belt. She went to both of them to let them know, like, hey, man, this is for the real deal. Like, you guys aren't fighting for no interim belt. So she let the fighters know beforehand. They announced it during the broadcast that she was going to be retiring. It was very sad. I guess she just couldn't do it. Like, look, if they're closing down the gym, that means they want to move on with their life. And we as consumers should allow them to do that. Unfortunately, these things happen. And it's just a what if, you know. And I can't say what if. 
she would have went to the UFC because um, Michelle Waterson should be fighting at Adam Weight, bro. Because you see how undersized she is for 115. Like, Adam Weight should be in all organizations, but I guess that's up to the discretion of the organization and stuff like that. And look, here, here's more information on her sister. Look, it says on September 19th, Lee wrote in an article on the Players' Tribune that her 2017 car crash in Hawaii was a suicide attempt and also revealed that her sister, Victoria, who died in 2022 at the age of 18, took her own life. These incidents motivated her to set up a nonprofit organization, Fight Story, putting out podcasts and videos on mental health, as well as programming to help people with their nutrition and physical health. I mean, so... I guess the family has history of mental um, illness. Because, look, she even tried to take her own life. That's sad, man. But look at it. Now she has a daughter, so hopefully that'll help her out in that sense. And she set up these nonprofit organizations. That's crazy, bro. Now, if one championship could get, I'm telling you, they just need to get better at promotion because I didn't even know these fights were happening bro that you could be like it's just you not being a fan i'm like sure but if you tell me like yo these fights are happening i'm watching i'll tell you that i am watching because i love mma man yeah so i just hope that one championship can break through eventually they're doing it but i just Wanted to be at it because they have good cards, man. They have fighters. And you you want to know something that I've noticed? Have you ever noticed Dana White never talks smack on one championship? I mean, the only thing you could probably talk smack on is the weird camera angle and production. But that's about it. That happened this past week, right? That they were showing some random guy when it should have been the fighter they were showing. But other than that, like they never talk smack about their competition. Have you guys ever noticed that they've done business with one and that trade for Demetrius Johnson for Ben Askren is the only time it's happened? I believe it will happen again sometime in the near future. But, like, Dana doesn't shit on one, bro. Have you guys noticed that? Now, going back to the what I was saying about uh, something happening in Bellator. Dylan Dennis names Francis and Gunner Jake Paul and several UFC stars on his hit list ahead of boxing debut. Dennis is primarily known as a hit for his elite level submission skills and already has his eyes on several opponents that he could see him return to MMA after his fight with the Maverick. The 30-year-old isn't interested in signing with the professional fighter league unless they match him up with their biggest stars. I'm not going to PFL. I'm going to the UFC. What this article doesn't tell you is Ariel asked Dylan about what's going on with Bellator. And he goes, I ain't saying Jack. That's what he, he didn't use the word Jack. He said, I ain't saying anything. But did you hear? I'm not going to PFL unless I get to fight the big stars. The only way I go to PFL is if they give me Jake Paul. And then he goes, You know, I would be Francis. I'll pull guard so easy. Dude, he's terrible. Let me tell you something, Dylan. He'll let you pull guard. He doesn't care when when he's hammer fisting you in the face. Let me know how that goes for you, bro. 
Okay, let me know how that goes for you. When he's hammer fisting you in the face. Like, dude, this guy says some weird stuff, bro. Weird stuff. How are we doing on time? We're doing good, actually. We're doing very good. Final story of the day. Former UFC champion Israel Adesanya pleads guilty to drunk driving and could face three months in de- in jail. Now, whoever wrote this title is weird because they put drink driving. They must have meant drunk driving. Israel Adesanya is pleaded guilty to drunk again. They put drink. Drunk driving and could reportedly face up to three months in jail. The last style vendor was pulled over by coppers. Okay, that just shows you that whoever wrote this doesn't know what they're doing. Coppers? In his native Auckland, New Zealand on August 19 after attending a dinner with his friends. Adesanya was found to have 87 milligrams of alcohol per 100 milliliters of blood, 37 milligrams over the legal limit. The Nigerian-born Kiwi appeared at Auckland's district court on Monday and entered a guilty plea to the charge, which carries a maximum penalty of three months in prison or about 2,200 euro fine or a 2,200 euro fine. He said in a statement, I want to apologize to the community, my family, and my team for the decision I made to get behind the wheel after drinking at dinner. I was pulled over and gave an evidentiary blood test. The reading was 87 milligrams of alcohol for 100 milliliter blood. Right? That's what that said? Of blood. Arasanya offered no excuses for his DUI, saying, I am disappointed with my decision to drive. It was wrong. I think that people might follow me, and I want them to know. I do not think this behavior is acceptable. Arasanya's arrest for drunk driving came just three weeks before his Second reign as middleweight champion, they came to a spectacular end. The kickboxing star suffered a unanimous decision defeat to 7-1 underdog. Sean Strickland at UFC 293 this month. Okay, what I want to talk about here is, look what it said. First of all, I don't know if they meant drink or drunk, but I, I assume they meant drunk, but they wrote drink all the way through, and they used the word coppers. But anyway, that's not the point I'm trying to make here. The point is, Look what he was doing three weeks before the fight. Now, you could look at this and be like, well, he clearly took Sean Strickland lightly. Yes, he clearly did because I bet you he was not doing that for the Alex Pereira fight. I bet you he wasn't going out to dinner and drinking three weeks before the fight. And then look look what he was doing before when it was supposed to be drinking. Like that dude was when the Took him to the ring. Like, you could tell he had been drinking. Especially with all his racial slurs that he was saying. Now, again, I use this analogy. He's not John Jones. Like, you could say, well, that's his fault. I'm like, sure, that's his fault that all this happened. Nobody's taking that. Even Israel's not denying it. Yes, it's his fault. But what aren't we seeing? Like, was he not training as seriously? Was he not doing this as seriously? Was he not doing that, you know? That's my question. Because, first of all, I think this is when they book the Drickus fight. If you want to punish Drickus, you book him against Adesanya. You still give him the fight we all deserve. We all deserve Israel Adesanya versus Drickus Duplices. If you're going to punish him for not taking the fight originally. Okay. Second, if Israel gets through Drickus, that makes the Sean fight rematch a lot more interesting. Because 
I have all these questions. Like, were you not preparing as you would normally would be because you were taking this guy so lightly? Was your head somewhere else during fight night? Because he did say he felt flat. Drinking three weeks beforehand and getting pulled over, I'm pretty sure doesn't help with that weighing in on your mind, you know? This is all my opinion. I don't know if any of this actually affected Israel. But they're not John Jones, bro. Him and Connor aren't John Jones. Because John Jones will get blackout drunk a month before the fight to have a built-in excuse in case he lost. And that dude's still winning. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch them out the official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on X. Peace, guys. Later.